0: Hey, this is Tim McCurdy, and welcome to Vine Pair's Cocktail College, a weekly deep dive into classic cocktails that goes beyond the recipe with America's best bartenders. In the 1990s, the French anthropologist Marc Auger coined the term non-place. The neologism, as such new words and expressions are known, refers to spaces of transience, where individuals remain anonymous and oftentimes lonely. Examples of such spaces include shopping malls, motorways, and, importantly for us here, airports. But the perception of whether a space is indeed a non place is strictly subjective. For example, if you happen to work at an airport bar with a colourful cast of regulars, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't feel anonymous in the environment. And for seven years, that was the case for New York-based Stephen Ferreira. During that time, JFK's Terminal 8 was not a non-place for him, but a workplace. And he joins us today to share fascinating insight into what running an airport bar was actually like. Listener, I ask you, while sipping an over-diluted airport martini far too early in the day, have you ever wondered, why do airport bars seem to keep such random opening hours? Is my bartender judging me for ordering a beer in a shot at 11 a.m.? And does it make sense to run a high-end beverage programme in a setting where lacklustre cocktails aren't just tolerated, but basically expected? We're covering all of that with Steven today, but there's more sitting down with us is his second returning guest. The seasoned traveller, discerning drinker, and denouncer of all bozos worldwide, it's Kelvin Uffray you probably recall from our Cuba Libre episode. The captain's cleared us for takeoff listener, so fasten those seatbelts, stow away those tray tables, and prepare for an unexpected detour into the realm of Mama Juana. It's the incredible world of airport bartending, and it's all right here on the Cocktail College Podcast. Now I don't know whether this is the uh, power of suggestion here cuz I've had this little thing knocking around in the back of my mind for the past couple of days. It's a it's a it's a little riff on a song and and these lyrics in my head have been going Airport drinking is very bad. <laughs> but you don't need to worry about the fake ID,
1: though.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the reason for that, you know, we got our man in the house, Calvin Ufre, But the reason we got Stephen Ferreira joining us on Cocktail College today for this very special edition, all about airport drinking. Now, I want to say this. The first thing about that weird little lyric I'm on about there, I don't believe to be true. I don't think airport drinking necessarily has to be very bad but i guarantee this you probably don't come across too many fake ids in the airport Ugh. steven how is that is that true man not one
2: that i've had to take away but there have been some some sketchy passports new york is land of many immigrants
0: so yet yeah, some unfamiliar passports yeah there. yeah i <laughs> um, bet that i bet that
2: have the pictures lined up with the faces Eh, you know
0: I do think it's a long way to go, though, to get an underage drink, i.e. buy an airport ticket just so you can go in there. So anyway, this is besides the point. This isn't really the main focus of the show. Stephen, before we jump into the topic, just give us a bit of your background, my man. Tell us your experience working in airports and, and, and how close this topic from today is to your heart.
2: Right up. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, appreciate y'all. Cocktail College, uh, definitely heard uh, the last podcast with Kelvin and, you know gotta jump on and especially mm-hmm. for this topic mm-hmm. um but about myself I came up born and raised in queens corona uh specifically Ooh. um I, actually yep um i've actually shared growing up i shared my backyard with louis armstrong he was on 107 and 37 my backyard was on 106 and 37 obviously by the time i grew up or growing up he was long gone but his band still played so mm-hmm. um louis armstrong the the astronaut ja- the, ja- <laughs> <laughs> the dude that went the, to the moon that dude no. <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> SACMO,
0: SACMO.
2: <laughs> um but uh yeah border in queens nice. um
0: great argentine restaurant and butcher down there by the correct, way in corona correct yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah that's where i go get my meat for grilling in summer there we go yeah man yeah, yeah. it's it's a culinary
2: um kingdom man you walk you literally walk from one end of queens to the other you'll you'll go you'll hit maybe 18 countries you, you have no idea, mm-hmm. um, but uh, essentially uh, coming up, coming into the industry uh, about fifteen years ago, rolling silverware by a potato oven, and now uh, here we are um, mm-hmm. sitting down with. And with you chow. did
0: what seven years time? Correct. Um, JFK. It, it always feels like
2: relationships. So I got out of one relationship, <laughs> Uh-oh. toxic, uh, yeah. five yeah. year, the toxic, or yeah, healthy five year. It was cool. It was all right. I, I mean, <laughs> it was my introduction. It was my first love, right? It was. Mm-hmm. It was the one I fell in love with, and then. Um, kind of brought into the airport, and then rocked out, did a seven-year bid, you know? So that one, she was toxic. She was toxic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was, just uh, gave me the best in the, in the, worst, the worst sometimes. So we're going to get into multiple aspects of airport bartending and airport drinking for this, today's episode, which is why we have Kelvin here as well today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kelvin, you're a man who travels a lot. You're a man who appreciates good drinks. You're a man who also goes around without pretension. You know, you're, you, you 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 accept I the high it. and the low in life uh, with best. with equal respect. So, um, you, you're coming on here as, as as an expert in that front too. What's been your experience up until this point, just drinking in airports?
3: I mean, you know, first I got to say, you know, thank you so much for having me on again. Mm-hmm. I know that last one went platinum. I think I'm, I'm still waiting <laughs> on the plaque. That They're I, still you know, trying to
0: keep us separated. I it's, I mean, it's, I'm up there with the
3: Eagles. I'm up there with the Eagles selling records, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, it, was a, it was a fucking great time. Apart uh, my French. Um, you know, traveling in, in the world of agave, traveling to Mexico, traveling to Europe, you know, just, you know, a life of learning about spirits by going to the place Um, has informed me so much, not just drinking at these airports, but other airports of origin. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, we're here to talk about all that.
0: So I want to kick us off in the beginning. um, Just, Stephen, some things I was thinking going into this for those who maybe are in the industry or maybe they're not. But I want to bet that anyone listening to this show has at some point had a drink at airport, probably had many. And probably at some point, too, would have thought, what is it like to work in an airport (laughs) but not work for an airline or TSA? You know what I mean? So, Are you
2: sure you want to know? I want to know. (laughs)
0: I've got some questions off the bat here. Tell us the biggest challenges, the biggest differences when it comes to running a bar program in the airport. Things I'm thinking like, what's it like to have a daily commute? To an airport, what's it like getting? Are you going through security every day? What if you're bringing your wine key into work? Are you able to get that through security? Suppliers, talent, hiring bartenders. So give us give us some of the the cliff notes here. Um, first of all, I just got chills, like just flashbacks, <laughs> oh, shit, <the> PTSD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again,
2: it was it was the best of times and the worst of, ta- worst of times. Um, so you're in JFK, right? I was in J- I was in JFK. Yeah, cool. it was uh, one of uh, I first started off as a server uh, in year one, moved up really quickly. Um, by year two and a half, I think, uh, yeah, I was already running th- three. Uh, by year three, I was running the bar. So four years, the bar was in my hands. A, TSA got all my wine keys. <laughs> TSA has all my wine- I'm sure they still, because they keep them in a bag. Um, and you can collect them, um, but you have to like fill out paperwork. You're, you're not here to take out, you know, you're not here to bomb the airport. Not even worth it. You need to set aside so from J from the parking lot, the employee parking lot to J- to the airport. It was already it was only forty. It was forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. So the commute could be an hour from the airport, unless you were a manager, which was the greatest fee- the greatest accomplishment I ever did. Because then you have the employee the the management employee lot, which is right there. It was great Oh, no, nice. that was it that was nice. that was it that was the gold medal nice. I, didn't, I didn't need to do anything else <laughs> that was it <laughs> um it was truly kind of the 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 what you what you strive for forget having powers of of management powers it was the parking
0: lot mm-hmm. um do they have, like, Clear or TSA for employees as well? Do they have these programs? Also, I, there's getting too many of them for my liking. Clear, like, yeah. it's it's a scam. I, I pay for it. <laughs> I <don't> admit, but, <laughs> well, that's how it goes. Yeah. It's the
2: monthly subscription that you never needed, but, you know, hey. You sign up once, they that. get you for free. That's how, Yeah, that's right. That's what they do. That's what that's they do. Right. Yeah, um, you gotta, see this line over here? Yo,
3: I got I to get it because, like, with the with the face tattoos, I'm getting cavity searched, like, every single time. Oh, yeah, go, they, and and they, it's they, not telling yeah. They, they,
2: it, it used to be fun now it's starting to hurt oh boy Jesus <laughs> uh, but yeah so going through security was always a pain in the ass because in, no matter if I had my badge if you cut the line there's also there's always somebody that was already behind on their time we'll do beep beep you know enter uh, you know censorship you get cursed out it doesn't matter I was like Yo, I gotta serve you in there mm-hmm. which usually what happens you cut the line you get there and you see listen and they sit at your bar and you're like you see ma'am. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Chris, I'm serving
0: you now. I got to, you know? It, that's hilarious because I thought about I Several I, times. I, <laughs> several times. <laughs> I just flew over this weekend. So I'm coming off, you know, a couple of flights myself. So the, the experience is very new to me. You know, sometimes where you see some people are like, someone pisses you off in the line or at the bar or in the lounge. And you want to say something, but you don't. You hold your tongue and then... One hour later, you're on the plane and they're sat next to you and you're like, That's oh, my God, I'm crazy. so glad I didn't <laughs> say anything. But so then it's the same line. You're going through yeah, the same line, same line as everyone else. Yeah, as everybody oh, else.
2: I don't know if it's different now, but dude, I mean, I'm like, I'm late, for, I'm late for work. You're late for a flight. But hey, you know. Yo,
3: what's it like serving somebody that
2: just cursed you out? You 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 smile. You, you smile because, like, you see, motherfucker, you should have just been nice because now I'm going to charge you everything. <laughs> now I'm going to charge your
0: ass $18 for this, this vodka soda, <laughs> for this Heineken. Or they sit at the bar and you just keep going, because I feel like a lot of those bars in JFK as well are, like, squares, Yeah. and the, the bartender's always on the other side of the square, so you just keep ignoring this person, Yo, just, like, do not serve Oof, them. Man, that's, um, people get crazy. People get
2: crazy. And again, I think we touched on this earlier. Once you're in this box of what is a terminal, time disappears, and and um, your manners, <laughs> and your manners they go with it. Yo, time and manners out the window. Please and thank you go so far, so far. Mm-hmm. Please, if y'all listening, just say please and thank you. Promise. Um, but yeah, serving someone, um, you know, again, it's it's a t- it's a touch and go. You. If you've done this for a while, or or kind of know people, you 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 could come, you could bring them off the ledge. You can bring them off the ledge. It's like you know, there's a a middle, but man, there's been times I've I've lost my shit and I have had to cut cut people off in the airport and they don't like it. Let's go to the other airport. Or go to the other t- um, bar. Yeah, School? yeah. yeah. So where are you gonna go? you're here anyway. Yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about. What are you gonna do? <laughs> we, we're talking about JFK
3: here. Quality service. Yo, okay? Dog. we ain't talking about no LaGuardia. Okay, fuck the ops. Yeah, I
2: man, fuck, <laughs> okay, fuck the <laughs> ops. We the ops. <laughs> Exactly. What are you going to do? Talk
3: about north, Fuck Newark. Okay. Sorry, Jersey. Yeah. We're talking about JFK quality mm-hmm. service.
0: <laughs> Fuck the ops. Yeah. You, you bring up a great point, though, just, you know, people act differently when they're in airports. Correct. Part of that as well is just like there's something about flying and air travel that us, especially us in the UK, I'm going to say we're the most guilty of this. <laughs> we just feel like as soon as you get through security, that's it. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. You don't feel judged getting a drink, correct. or maybe having a couple. That is correct. Has that been your experience, Kelvin? I
2: mean, I show up
0: lit.
3: Shit, I don't. I judge myself. I don't judge myself when I get to the Uber. Mm. When I get in the Uber, baby, <laughs> I crack myself the flask, <laughs> I drop myself some LSD. That's it.
2: You know what I'm saying? That's it. <laughs> some, make the move. i would
3: be walking to JFK like Willy Wonka, <laughs> just walk, looking around like, what happened here? <laughs> I feel like I'm in a spaceship. I love I, it. Am I sharing too much too early? I love it. <laughs> okay, anyways. Start as you mean to go on. Let's walk it back. Yeah, no, I don't feel, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't really feel like... Because time doesn't exist, I feel like you can either have a bloody mary, sure. or that's it. You could do just like do
2: mo shots. Yeah, the two hot picks right there,
3: <laughs> or have them both at once. <laughs> oh.
2: Also popular opinion. <laughs> also popular. All
0: right, this is this is going to be good. There's going to be some quick, quick-fire mm-hmm. questions peppered throughout the show. So, Steven, this, yeah. that is one of them. For sure. Most popular bar order. Yo, and I'm talking bar orders, not just, you know, like a beer or whatever, uh, but, like, most popular bar order at airports. What's been your experience? Yeah, yo,
2: dog. I, martinis. Martinis. Holy shit. Martinis and extra dry, like gasoline, like straight into your glass. Like, don't worry about it. Yo, you, wanna, you want you that? Can I get that dirty ice, too? Yes. <laughs> yes. How much more alcohol do you want? <laughs> um, and Bloody Marys. We used to rock out two, three, two, three liters plus a five liter. Yeah. It's Bloody Marys. Old. It don't matter if it's 10. Yo, you imagine ordering a, a Bloody Mary out here in the streets at 10 p.m. You look crazy. You crazy. 10 p.m. I'm serving Bloody Marys. You unhinged. Like that's why we made them so good though yeah. like, you know what's screw. It. we're, gonna, we're mm-hmm. gonna fucking agonize ourselves might as well make them good you, <laughs> order, you order Bloody Mary at 10pm mm-hmm. in New York City you either unhinged
3: or... <laughs> or you're Tim McCurdy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay <laughs> I've gone out with this guy many oh, times yeah? okay? Bloody Marys.
2: <laughs> what do you just, do you just like fade out like like Homer Simpson just mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> nothing's off the table <laughs> okay <laughs> you don't know what's coming I, I'm yeah. an equal opportunities <laughs> drinker <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah guy. good speaking on the, of, of on the table um, uh, okay, um, okay. I, my background is actually Dominican and. I came here with a little gift for us to kind of, we're a bit we're a bit into it, but hey, nice. Um, I brought some mamajuana. Oh,
0: Um, yeah. If 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 y'all don't mind, no, no, no. By all means.
3: Is this some store-bought Mama Juana or is this that your mama brought it back from the island?
2: Man, this is my, I made this, man. Listen, <laughs> if you don't make your own Mama Juana, you're a what? Bozo. Come on.
0: Bo- bozo <laughs> alert. Bozo uh, alert. So, for those listening, Kelvin, you're you you you're also from the island. Do you want to explain? Well, you know, I have, have roots over there as well. You know, you want to yeah. explain to us Mama Juana as si, well. Stephen's doing a fine job of pouring here.
3: Si, sí, si, Yo soy Dominicano 100%. Tu supite, estamos aquí, Dominicano, tomando Mama Juana. que más que el diablo. Yeah, uh,
0: for translation, um, this is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like cocktail cocktail going to get real weird, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and Kelvin's saying that he drinks it more than the devil. So well, uh, there you go. Well, more than the devil himself. No, tell us about the, the Mama Juana here. Yeah, I for mean, the, for the folks. so Mama Juana essentially... Because you ain't getting this at JFK, I don't think. No, no, no. He can't you, get it past security. No. You ain't bringing in homemade <laughs> homemade know. creations into,
2: into I JFK. <laughs> I used to, though. I had a plug. I had a plug. Yeah. Shout out. I mean, me Mama
3: Juana is this, like, cure-all on the island... Um, It started out as like vermouth for the colonizers who wanted something similar to what they used to drink. So a bunch of barks, native barks, bitter barks, some sweetening agent honey, red wine, and a spirit, either brandy or rum. Um and you let the you let the spirit sit with the roots and barks. It's all proprietary, not FDA approved. So you don't know, no, dog. Or TSA. Um, it's very true. Or TSA approved. <laughs> um all these acronyms. And then you add a little bit of wine, a little bit of spirit, a little bit of honey. But I'm sure Steven, because he's a he's an amazing mixologist, your bartender's favorite bartender. What'd you say? What'd you say? um I'm sure he did something special with this. So talk to me about this. Yeah.
2: One. Um uh First of all, it, it, gives me, it gives me such an honor to share this. I mean, uh, and I love that you said vermouth. That right now, I believe what, what it's going around as, I want it to be recategorized, but I think it's in, under spiced rum. Great. You know, there is mm-hmm. rum added, but it doesn't always need rum. It's like you just mentioned. It's proprietary. It's grandma's soup. It's grand. you know, you go to his household, they probably uh, make it different. Yeah, we should probably raise these, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, Salud. Salud, salut, guys. Salut. Um And to those listening. Um, yeah, it's very proprietary. Um, I was able to, to make this a couple years ago, but I put this in front of some of the, you know, some of our pioneers uh, Julie Reiner had my mama Juana, which is fantastic and was not familiar or was familiar, but kind of in a cocktail, um, was able to put it in Manhattan. And as you mentioned, uh, vermouth, I actually use this in place, um, because the, the construct of it is those, those roots and herbs, honey and a wine, or those roots and herbs, honey, and a rum, or that combination of r- r- wine and rum. It depends on what household you go to, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I use both. Um, I, I I modernized it um, because as the palate, as, as it goes, you know, um, the palate the palate does grow. Mm-hmm. Um, there Steven is a honey, is- there, yeah. There is a honey. There's a honey component, but it's altered. There is a there is more bitters added um, that I uh, I use a, a proprietary kind of uh, orange bitters that I make. Um, and kind of just sweetened it again with that honey and red wine. And as it goes in Spanish, you know, a romalo, which translates to bad rum. Don't reach for your top shelf rum, you know, keep that for yourself. Drink it on its own. You can use a bottom shelf rum, um, but I don't use a bottom shelf rum in this one. Exactly. Still still affordable, but, Mm -hmm. um... And this is kind of the recipe that I landed on today. And I want to recategorize this in the Amaro category. This is a Dominican Amaro. Mm-hmm. This is what lives as our kind of our our flagship um, spirit. We have Dominican, we do uh, about a year and a half, or two years ago, uh, no, about a year. We got a category for Dominican rum, so happy. And we have a denomination now. Brugal lives in the Dominican rum category. Um, Which is fantastic. Um, Mama Juana can be made anywhere. It doesn't have any. You can make it right now. Go home tonight. Uh, Amazon yourself a, a bottle of Roots and Herbs. Make that shit tomorrow We see a
3: Scottish Mama Juana though I'm gonna call that a hate crime (laughs) So Tim (laughs) Don't don't even think about it Up in Queens Making no Scottish Mama Juana
0: (laughs) We don't have sophisticated (laughs) palates Over there So we can't deal with the bitterness And the herbs here But I wanna say Steven this is phenomenal Also this is a dos por uno Today here on Cocktail College You thought you were getting Airport drinking You're also getting the You're also getting the explainer The 101 on Mama Juana So people drink more of this This I wanna put into Into kind of like a black man Manhattan kind of thing, you know what I mean? But with rum, obviously, uh, Jamaican rum, maybe for this, I'm thinking a little bit of funk, this would be amazing. Mm. Um, I am going to bring us back to the airport, though, for a second, guys. Um, So we talked about some of those, you know, difficulties when it comes into, you know, just getting into the place. Um, I'm going to ask a a more industry or business question here for you, Stephen. So as a drinker, as a traveler, I'm used to going into the airport paying over the odds for a very mediocre drink. And you, as as we haven't really gotten into, but, you know, like for the folks listening, you ran a a proper bar program in the airport, right? Correct, correct. What, without sounding too harsh here, but what's the point in doing that if folks out there are used to, like I said, for the business model, if people are used to paying over the odds for kind of crappy or normal drinks, why put in the extra amount, and, and maybe not be able to charge that much more, but maybe your bottom line is much higher. Could, is it just the love of the drinks? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> let's, let's tell ourselves <laughs> that. Let's tell
2: ourselves that. Um, running a bar met, had its challenges, and, and I, I was able to take on these challenges with a little bit of support. Um, the, you have a bunch, of, so to, to afford a restaurant or a bar inside of an airport takes a lot of money the people who run these establishments are necessarily necessarily connected to what we do as craft they like the numbers right so you now you now you have to, now you have this bottom line you have to meet you know this per, this poor cost or this percentage that you have to kind of hit crushed it i crushed it but i had to make sure that i was using good enough stuff while not paying top not buying top dollars so I had a, it was a fucking challenge mm-hmm could you imagine paying twenty one dollars for a nine dollar for for a nine dollar um what's the nine dollar brand these days um of or of vodka um no I'm no Georgie New, is it Georgie There's something There's something less than Georgie something less than Georgie That's, that's, the a, a, that's airport knowledge right there No, <laughs> less than Georgie I, y'all was, drinking? I was paying yeah, yeah. seven ninety five for a bottle of vodka that I never touched thankfully because uh, I was charging you know X amount for whatever but anyhow um. Yeah, I tried to take this bar into the future, and it worked out. Not how I wanted to, but it definitely worked out for myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because here I am on this podcast talking shit about this airport. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, but it must have taught you. It must have taught you a lot. Discipline's real.
3: (laughs) Like having those constraints to now go to a bar where you don't have those same constraints... It must have taught you a lot. Yeah. So, what did you learn working within those confinements, and now going into a bar like Barbelly where you crush? Like that's a, great question. Have, that's a the, great question. I didn't
2: have that, uh, that, that, that supplier support. You know, I didn't have Kelvin coming into the bar and going, "Yo, let me help you out," or you know, whatever it was. Let me can, let's drink this stuff or whatnot, or or whatever support you've had from brands. Um,
0: yeah, like you don't get the reps coming around. Hell no. Not, e- or mi- not even or not even when they're not even once, when they're traveling. Once every nine months, I
2: would. I would have one coming hey can you because i could get i can get folks in yo can i come in and fr- impress my boss suck my dick man Fuck, where, <laughs> where, 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 why am i gonna we were the premier food service in this in the airport in this terminal we actually we had no microwave the food was fire fire best burger you probably ever have but now here i love that the top restaurant we don't got a microwave here, baby. <laughs> yo,
1: yo, that's dog, the flex, dog, bro. There ain't you, no fucking microwave. You dog.
2: And people go, can you put this back in the microwave? What microwave? Because their steak was undercooked. the cook. Yo, yeah, oh, dog, <laughs> you want me i put it back on the grill. Uh, it was a dope ass flex. Yeah, but, chef, um, chef
3: Kenmore popping up. Yeah, right? right? Like, <laughs>
2: executive <like, laughs> <laughs> 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 chef before. Mike. <laughs> yo, exactly. Um, it was a great lesson though. Discipline was, discipline is real. Um, I was able to, to hit all these numbers, hit these goals um, on a monthly basis. Um, by just juggling and making, I was keeping track of numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I I was doing everything that you probably imagine as a as an operator. Um, in the real I say the real world, Jesus Christ, oh my goodness, that felt it felt that PTSD, yo. <laughs> that's, the airport's in not the real, real world, world. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, <numb>. Yo, <laughs> that's crazy. That's why I'm talking about it now. But uh, yeah, um, you you would follow all these all these numbers or all these. I was I was self educated as far as um my superiors. We're just trying to hit numbers, no matter what. Yeah, I wanted to make sure. Yo, I had get, I had homies come through the airport, whether or not anybody paid attention. But now you also have regulars that want quality. Can you imagine going into this bar in the airport and they go, and your, and your bartender knows exactly what you want, how you want it, every single time. It's fucking at fun. the it was, airport, it was dope. Yo. so you, Kevin, so you, when you sit down at my bar. And your martinis, pro- yo, I, I see you by the door. Your martinis, your whoa, martinis whoa, at the table.
3: So you have regulars. at the, You think that Every, the airport's like a transient place, yo, but dog. you got regulars. Dog, what kind of mutants do you get? as regulars yo, motherfuckers with a, with a business
2: uh, with a budget <laughs> with <laughs> a, a business bus- card, expensive yeah. <laughs> expensive these <laughs> top these Wall Street homies. So nice.
0: that that reminds me of something I wanted to say here too, because you know I was questioning before, you know, uh well. People are used to paying a lot anyway. So what make I was I was also thinking, starting to formulate in my mind, well, how can you stand out? And there's a very easy way to stand out. You just charge double what everyone else is charging. And guess what? There's people there that want that, right? There's a certain type of their, person yeah, that want that. And they say, I don't want to be drinking the $18 martini that's shaken. Down the block. Yeah. Exactly. That's They're how we like, said it. Down the block. <laughs> <laughs> down the you know, block. That's how we. <laughs> you know, that, that that bar down at H8. Fuck nah, those guys. Nah. You know what I mean? Like, but So there's some people that just naturally want to spend double. But generally speaking, you might think that most of those folks, they got diamond status yeah. oh. they're, they're in the they're in the lounge but, no. so you'd have guys that, that, that platinum
2: card that hit the table clink, 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 the one that does that mm.
0: yeah so what, what in your mm. experience maybe it was just yourself maybe it was your bar mm. but why would those folks why would they become a regular there was it the quality of the drinks the service the being a regular versus like I imagine they could probably go to the lounge that's my thinking here so the, the, the
2: establishment that I was in um, it, it's a familiar one that's out in the real world again the real world quote unquote <laughs> Um, there was one that was adapted into the airport um so now there was already a standard I um, sorry there was a familiarity got it um b the standard out here was different because I established one again I was trying to take this bar into the future I was a growing I was I was a growing bartender at the time I started juicing real lemons real limes every day maybe an assortment of I was rotating six um steady syrups um, at one point, yo, now, you a bozo, bro. For the airport, you yo. a straight bozo, bro. And I'm pretty sure those were my <laughs> my superiors are saying the same yeah. shit. It was like they're like the sour mix. You ever yo, heard of it? You <laughs> want you want to make a you you trying to do over here? But I was making sure that the dollar was you Word. know was was put to put to it's work. Amazing, yo. Um, so now when they walked in, now there's already a familiarity. Now I want you, I want I want your money. Keep coming. I'm gonna make your fucking drink the way you want it. I'm gonna make sure your drink is how it you know. Um, I rotated a steady staffer for a couple of years and you know did they believe in my vision? some of them did <laughs> cause as personalities are everybody's different you know we were a fucking busy we were a busy bar yeah I batched I what other bar batching drinks airport? in the bar <laughs> yo, I'm looking at Kelvin right now yo, I'm waiting a, for you, it yo you need a button
3: your bozo yo, yo, you need a button <laughs> <laughs> you, yo juicing limes I would have been yeah. using tang in my margaritas yeah. <laughs> I would have been like here's your Tangerita yeah. it would
2: be $36 sir <laughs> thank you <laughs> but yeah you know, it's, it's mixed up tequila as well This <laughs> <No, laughs> is <just vodka>. okay, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah it was as that quality and, and you know if that wasn't a motivator enough to keep up it was you know again I don't know it was it worked out and I, it kept me going and with whatever my yo, maybe my superiors looked at me and I said I dance monkey
0: dance fuck that I danced You
2: know I don't know what they're doing today But whatever You know
0: All right, here's another one for you, because I was doing a little background on this as well, as I like to do, and I generally like to head to Reddit and see what those fucking crazy bastards are talking about over there. You went through (laughs) through a wormhole? So so I go down, like, in some subreddit and stuff, and, you know, specifically on the topic of airport bartending, and the one question that came up the most is something I was raised not to do, but we're going to do it here for... And and I think people will be thinking about this as well, and that's money, and and specifically tips. Mm. And... Again, I'm going to set this up in terms of from the outside in the real world. Mm-hmm. This is what we're thinking like I guess you, I guess two things can happen. On the one hand, you got people with travel expense accounts that can just tip as much as they want. On the other hand, people change, people lose all humanity Yo. as soon as they enter that line before they even cross it. So like this is what the Reddit bartending community wants to know are the tips good or bad at the airport? I made. I probably made
2: my the most money I've ever made in the airport. I wow. was I danced. I was wow. Yo. And you know, you sell out a little bit though. You lose a little bit of your soul. But goddamn your rent is paid.
3: Yo, <laughs> you know my man Josh, shout out Josh, yo, uh Chilaquile also from Queens, Gu- guatemateco, you little young thug. Um, he works at the airport. Or used to work at the airport, and he told me he used to like kind of profile people. He saw Rolex.
2: You know, maybe you get a little quicker service. It, do you know about that? Doug, if you have one of those little leather, leather, um, little, little leather briefcases, I want you at my bar. Yeah. If you have a nice, sophisticated little luggage that is this large, that you you look like you're just gonna yeah, come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have one, of, if you if you hang your jacket over the back of your, you look calm and collected in the airport. Come here. Yeah, yeah. Yo. if so you look calm and collect if you do one of these and just walk into the air man I just have one dude walk in regular also regular love this dude man I miss him yo this dude would sit at the bar so he would sit here he would look two he would look two seats that way two seats that way order his own shit pay for theirs th- and then tip whatever the let's say throw out a number 350 tip 350 Oh, it could be <laughs> the number went high one time Oh. 400 tip four hundred, like no so we've had man the bar could have been packed and if i see him at that door guys you guys um are you guys all done here here's a check <laughs> he's got their meal hey yeah yo, yo, you gotta um, go your plane's coming <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> your captain just called <laughs> yeah. um but yeah you if you well, can, well, if you <laughs> well, if you hey,
3: yeah, a dusty like ass traveler take notes man take notes sit in the middle buy other people's stuff tip the tip the bill That
2: joint, that.
3: Okay. Even if you're dusty, you can still front, you can still front, you know what
0: I'm saying? That's real. That's real. Here's another one, though, that, that I find interesting, too, because we've spoken about this weird concept of like anything goes at any time at airports, but airport bars shut surprisingly early. Especially given the fact of delays, and that's when people need the most. What's Holy the deal with shit. that? Why did yeah. they Why did they close to early? Uh, man, our operation was our journey was sixteen hours,
2: so we were open at five o'clock in the morning. We rotated a staff of about thirty people. Um, we we <laughs> five didn't five o'clock in the yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. Imagine going out. I roll, man. I will go out, brush my teeth somewhere, roll right back into work. I've done it. I've done it, man. That's just real. That early shift. Bar opens at eight. You're, you're there by 7 o'clock prepping. Whew, you, better be, you don't work That's all the way. because you're squeezing fresh juice. Yo, that, exactly. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> man, before, when I first started at this joint, you walk in there 15 minutes before you shoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here, I fucked, again, I told you, some people were behind the vision. Some people weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
0: But Delays, generally speaking, they, they, they shot like 10-ish bars 10, and airports. 10, yeah, why 10. is
2: that? There's there's never really a, a reason. It's more so hours. It's just their management, they want to stay there late. The, nah. the man I mean they're printing money anyway the, the the managers that any airport bar gets if there are any is ex Wall Street homies that have finished up their Wall Street career <laughs> know how to deal with numbers and get hired by XYZ operator hey manage my money until your retirement or manage this restaurant until your retirement they don't want to they're 60 plus year old men they don't want to stay this shit they don't want to stay they, they, how, you know that's how it goes would we stay open 30 minutes? Yeah. I ran an after hours in the airport. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. If I knew you and my gates were closed and if I still serve, you know, you know, you could come and chill. I used to do it with a couple of homies, like Patron homies and, and, and homies that were traveling. And at that point, you know, you build that repertoire, you know, you build that relationship.
3: So what's the trick? You knock four times on the gate cuz I want to know. I'm looking on.
2: I look at you. Go. <laughs> you don't look dusty. Get uh, up in here. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, and at the, and at the very beginning I was definitely single, so you know, at that career, so hey, you know, you look Whatever. I got a little question. Go for a question.
3: it. Because you talk about juicing fresh, you know, like at the oh, airport shit. like a bozo. <laughs> you you know, making your own homemade tinctures and bitters. Like, I respect that <laughs> shit hard, but I also got to cut ass on you, Go bro, for it. Cause, Absolutely. Because the passion, it, the passion is amazing. And that's, you know, I, I cut ass. I talk a lot of shit, but come I got to yeah. say, you're one of the most dedicated and inventive bartenders I've ever seen behind the stick. Appreciate and th- it. And that's why I always come to visit you. Thank I always you. learn something, you know, feel amazingly welcome. So what I want to say is what was the wildest cocktail you put on a menu oh shit
2: <laughs> like
3: were you doing some seven bottle pickup Yo, nah, fucking nah, well, <laughs> zombie scorpion bowl type nah, shit There was
2: one it was, a, it was a champagne cocktail i worked with an older gentleman love him love him love him old irish let me throw in irish also this dude
0: important um, detail yeah, right there <laughs> this dude
2: he he first joined the program I say program. He joined the bar. The fuck? I had a program, okay? <laughs> yeah. I had a fucking program. Own it, bro. Own it. <laughs> he joined the you bar. He squeezed
0: French juice, bro. Yo, he... God bless him. He was acid adjusting towards the end, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> I, he's he's like, guy,
2: guy was two years lucky, short of making super juice you lucky, at this bar. You lucky, lucky enough, I didn't have liquid intelligence. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when liquid intelligence came out. I never bought it. If oh. I would have read that book...
0: <laughs> I can imagine this scenario now. Goes up to his manager and he's like, hey, I I know we are i know we're trying to stay on top of the numbers and the margins yeah, and everything and... but we need a centrifuge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what dude, Was it, they would have
2: looked at me like the fuck are you trying to do the fuck as well like <laughs> yeah,
0: <but> what so <laughs> you can distill with this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's poor irish guy you know yeah, yeah. so clarified his, guinness yo, that
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah that guy. you would have hated me but you know he so ju- you had the he irish guy up, he jumped on and and you know, at the very beginnings, pouring wines and beers. A year into, like, kind of, I started grabbing the the the, the program. He's like, "We got to do what now? We got to make this fucking drink. that's four, like four, like four ingredients, plus a bitter, plus a champagne topper. It was good. Was it great? No, but was it? He was. It was. It was an annoying beverage. And mm-hmm. he he entertained me behind my. So my, I bet my partner uh, in the airport in the same same place. He would support me to my face and talk shit to her about <laughs> me, yo. He was like, this fucking guy, how's me doing? Can <laughs> <Yes. laughs> hey, you believe it? Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, it's, its it's challenges are, are real. The, the Wildest Drink, can't remember the name, but it was
0: it was a fucking, man. I How want m- Now I want to make it.
2: <laughs> now I want to remake
0: it. How much did it serve you to keep on top of, like, general mainstream trends there, right? Because I feel like... I'm seeing a lot of espresso martinis in airports these days. And that, for me, is when I know the trend's over, to be honest sure. with you. Like, not at your sure. point, but you know what I mean? Like, I, if they start serving it at airports, it's done. Like, what the fuck? But, like, uh, I imagine that's a moneymaker, right? People are joint, drinking this. Like, you should have that on your yeah, menu. You're leaving that, money on the table otherwise. That joint, well, where the martini, the
2: classic kind of gin or vodka martinis, what the espresso, espresso martini has been being made in airports forever, forever. Yeah, it's, it's, before New York Times even published an article, we were crushing. Espresso martinis, yo. I had a my, my joint had Kahlua, some whack ass. Was it Folgers? Yo, it was it was, it's crazy. B- I, was out, I was rocking on Lavazza at the time. That
0: shit was Lavazza, nice. Um,
2: yeah. What it is? What the airport martinis Um, with the, yeah. The airport martinis with the big ass fucking glass that's this big. Um, the V's, um, mm-hmm. espresso, the bloody Marys. Them joints were always always being crushed um it, i guess it's was something that you know i wanted to touch on we we got no love Yeah, <laughs> we got no love it, it's crazy yeah um i know it, it goes beyond that and it's 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 sadistic sometimes you know i think about it i try to make sure i was always keeping up uh, not with trends but just kind of what the general public was drinking I'm, you got to listen to what people were drinking you know i i didn't put on a fucking sazerac and nobody called for a sazerac did they call for a sazerac once every fucking 6 months hell yeah but the fuck am i going to put a I had Dale DeGroff on um, <laughs> <laughs> come in for the <laughs> Shut out Dale, 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 Dale. I couldn't. Be, you know, he orders old fashions in the real world. He actually orders double old fashions. Nice. The joint ha- orders, and I had a coffee, a coffee, uh, rye old fashioned. He drank that shit three, three of those, three doubles, three doubles, and you know, an old fashioned's a fucking hot one in the airport. People, and if they know you can make one, you're gonna. They're gonna, you're gonna that's that was the other side of that. You don't trust airport bartenders. If you can make one, you know, yeah. that you something you drink in the real world. The real world. The outside world. Here we go again. Cheat. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. If oh, it's yeah. something you drink in the real world and you see a bartender back there doing it, you're you're gonna be like, ah, yo, oh shit, you made that? Can I? Please? And it's it a w- good point though. It it's was a, good a big point. trick. It was a. I had an eight uh twenty-one seater bar. I started and then we did reconstruction. I had a twenty-one seater bar with two bartenders, two wells. This, the numbers were stupid. I, listen, I respect, and every bartender that I've ever worked, rubbed shoulders with at the airport, monsters. If I told you the numbers that, because we would separate our sales, if I told, we, every, first of all, and also, hot topic here, I I don't know if you guys agree. If you're not selling $4,000 on your own in airport, New York, as a New York bartender, step up. Ooh, step up! You bozos out there <laughs> doing three, five, two, five. Yo, you bozo! Listen, you gotta be able to look up, talk to your peoples, and make it happen. And if you're if you're in a business, let me or right, let me come back a little bit. If you're in a busy joint, you yeah. know, if you're in a busy joint, you gotta be able to rock it out, man. You know, you want to earn stripes, and maybe that's just me talking, just cause of my PTSD. But yo, we crushed, and we got no love for it. You know,
0: but so you're saying four in a bar in New York in the city. Yeah. You ain't doing and, that. Yeah. So if you, what, what's the? Yeah, what, I, was what, do, I was
2: doing. S- hit normal seven, crazy. Steph it was. It, it was. It was bad. It was. It was. Def- it, you went home hurting.
0: Oh my god. You went home hurting. Yeah, you, your, with with your I tell you what, wasn't hurting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Your pockets. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: but I got a little question. I got a question because you you said about no love. Um, do you think there should be a category for like tails or for top 50 airport bar to show love to these people who help move cases for all these top brands? You hear me? Top brands, top brands. Listen, These, mu- these dudes, excuse mm-hmm. me, these motherfuckers is moving cases for y'all. Your depletions mm-hmm. are looking nice when you get an airport contract mm-hmm. and they get no loves. You hear it here from a vet. Do you think there should be a, a, a,
0: a category? Can I jump on? Can I add to this as well? I'm going to serve, serve a little bit more Mama Juana because he just triggered me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's
3: triggered. Go ahead, Tim.
0: Can I jump on to what Kelvin's saying here too as well? Because I, I, it's something I wanted to say and it's exactly the same thing, which is that you're getting no love from your proprietors who you're making money for hand over fist you're getting no love from your distributors or brand reps who are coming around once every nine months. No one's coming around being like, hey, I got this new product, I'll give you a deal. You're getting no love from the industry. And then on top of that, you got the awards program. So I love the fact you're asking that, Kelvin, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts, Stephen, because no one apparently, apart from you, this is a thankless task apart from the money aside. Money, yeah. money ain't everything though, but... Yeah, well, it takes... Knowledge, right? If you,
2: know, if, if you don't know better, you won't do better. I, I, at some point, I had the aha moment. I went to Dutch Kill's, my first cocktail bar in the world. Hell yeah, shout out Richie. I, yo. Shout out Richie. I, and that's my first cocktail bar. And I walk into, so one of my, one of my um, servers are like, yo, you like cocktails, you like doing all this shit, you should go to this bar. And I'm like, what? I, and I just told Aaron Reese that, what is this cocktail bar? <laughs> you know? And now this, this, this dude, man, she goes, yo, but you're going to like a dude and he's back there and he's really cool. But he's—you'll like his attitude. You'll see what I mean. All right, cool. Let's go. I pull up to Jan Warren, and ah. I'm—I'm I'm, this—I'm probably this big as a baby bartender, and I'm here like, oh my god, what ice? What you got? What? How do you do this? How do you? And he, yo, <laughs> I bring this up to him every now and again, and he's cool about it. He's like, listen, and straight faced, um, you know, at the time. But now, he, you know, he, he cracks a smile every now and again. But that was probably one of my aha moments. I'm like all right cool. What do you do? How do you how do you transcend this shit into a a a bar a airport bar program? You know, it took a while. that from that idea to what I ended up at was was a was a journey. But I ended up doing something a bit more simple, simplified, easy. So now I start I joined the USBG, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Joining the USBG, I start seeing shit, I started learning who the homies are. I was really good at doing my own research. I never had anybody hold my hand and go, yo, this is um, Jillian Vos, This is um, such, and, such and such. Up until I had a couple homies come into the program, or they didn't, they didn't, uh, uh, a pop up uh, with absolute elix. Then they started kind of introducing me. What? There's a whole world. What the fuck? You start learning now what Tales of the Cocktail are. You start seeing what this is. I started doing my own research. 50 best might have been around at the time. I can't remember, but it wasn't the premiere. It was, it was tales of the cop. It was the spirit Awards. I was like, how the fuck do I start talking to people? Um, and getting this on, um, I, if I look back through my notes, I am pretty sure I, I can probably find a note that I started for like PR. I was like, I need this. I need this. I need this. I reached out to a couple homies, but obviously I was, I was a baby bartender and nobody believed in me. Um, And then I read about One Flew Over in Atlanta. That shit, it won an award. uh, I can't remember what spirited award, but it was an airport bar. I was like, oh, it is possible. It is possible. Wow. By this time, I was already kind of tired, Mm -hmm. um, to say the least. And I was like, all right, let me see if I can still. But at that point, I started kind of trying to make my own uh, reputation I was, I, you know, I'd go out into the world, and I was the airport. Oh, that's the, that's Steve. That's the airport, Barton. and You know, he runs that. Nobody was nobody ever visited me. They just, you know, mm-hmm. I would show. I would always show up with my badge, because I would <laughs> go after work to all these events, or you know, suit. I had a vest. I had a you know, I had a tie for every day. Yes, I did. Looking like a bell, <laughs> like, a, a the, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> had, like a bellhop, exactly.
1: Looking like a bellhop, squeezing lime juice. I had
2: the. Cur- I grew out a curly mustache.
0: You know. Yeah, I wanted people to take me fucking seriously. So. <laughs> but to to Kelvin's point, though, do you think that there should be an airport category versus? Because on the one hand, I can see how you might think, well, that doesn't that means you're not taking us seriously. You're saying we're not a normal bar. But on the other hand, you're not. Let's be honest. So it's a different category.
2: If you take yourself seriously in an airport bar, as a, at an airport bar and you have a and you try to um, create a program. Godspeed. You're gonna have a lot of work to do. Uh, do I know that many programs in the, in, in the airport bars that are doing it right now? I don't know. I hope. I hope if you're listening to this shit, speak up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there should be. There's a hotel category. Yep. And you know, hotels. We began drinking at hotel. This is kind of where the cocktail, you know, shit happened. You know, this is where it started. You know, hotel bars. Now brick and mortars happen, and now we're kind of coming back into because there's a 50 best um, uh, uh, hotel bar category now. It's coming out mm-hmm. soon. And I guess we're coming back to that. People been drinking at hotels forever, but are they always great? I don't know. How many Hilton's or have you walked in or whatever hotel you walked into that program is trash?
0: And and here's the opposite end of the spectrum, by the way, compared to the airport. Like you couldn't in some respects, I've not worked in them, but from my kitchen background, you know, working in a in a hotel restaurant or hotel kitchen. Just the pressure to meet certain budgets was so much lower than it was if you're working in a in a bar or restaurant. So like they have it, the opposite end of the spectrum to the to the airport, right? In terms of their pressures, right? So
2: hotel, I think hotels run either as close to unlimited budgets, yeah, uh, than not. I had so here's how the business model works, and I I I can't speak to every um um airport because they run as they run as groups. If you're you're this group, you own such and such. You know, it doesn't matter if it's um, the Buffalo Wild Wings, it's owned by uh, 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 a parent company.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the airline is 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 um, responsible to give you numbers. They got to give you foot traffic and um, and flights. Mm-hmm. They take that, they give it to you, and then that's how the rent is is um, is paid out. If it was a slow month for X Y Z airline, you pay less. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have uh, you know, if there's a lot of foot traffic, obviously the your establishment is gonna huh kill then you pay obviously more that's how it, it ran that's how the business model what? ran so no matter what the business model ran you you have to be very like on top of it but there is still a limited budget which is crazy against um you know the compare, which is why yo shout out to all the hotel programs that are killing it mm-hmm. but again you know as I can only speak to my experience Um, or I guess one flew south also met these experience met these uh, guidelines and won a damn award yeah Again, back to what our original question is. You know, why aren't there? There should be. I believe absolutely should be. You know,
0: maybe these. I'm just going to call them out here. Sorry, guys, but maybe these award bodies don't want to do the work and try and find a new. Airport bar every year. They're like, you know what? You know, we found one. We gave them that. They're patting themselves on the back and they're saying, that's it. We did the work, right? No, make it a category. These are bars. Yeah. These are bartenders. These are people supporting the spirits industry.
3: Yeah. There are a couple bozos squeezing fresh juice from we
0: If you look hard enough, you'll find them. They'll be dressed as uh, bellboys. Like, oh, yo, <laughs> yeah. With a,
2: you know, little, shirt, little curly <laughs> mustaches.
3: Yo, actually, I got a question for you, Steve. Another, go for another question. Go for it. You... Having your experience behind the, the airport bar, you got all these ins and outs. You understand the business. You understand how to elevate it, quote unquote elevate it, how sure, to make it better. Sure.
2: But when you go to the airport, fuck.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. what that
2: look like, bruh? Man, what you I, doing I, I have that? to look down. I can't look up.
3: I, Damn, that's a sad-ass answer, bro. I, <laughs> bro, that
2: shit Because if I sat there, I, I, I'd be... Drop, I'd, I dropped a tear Listen to that shit. I'd be, I'd What do you drink, fool? Oh, dog, what I drink? <laughs> yeah, oh, when you go to the airport, you drink, fool? Oh, hell no, man. I'm not drinking, man, a beer. <laughs> what? Yeah, because, yo, if I, if I see the bartender just standing around, just... I'm like, nah, fuck, fuck that. Let me see what... Let me. I, I'll actually even have a conversation with you. Was like, oh, what's, what's so... Hey, how are you? Good. Because, yo... Have some energy, and just because you work in an airport doesn't mean. And that's the other. That was the other. I guess culture I was trying to um, trying to create was, yo, Doug. It don't matter if you work in an airport. Smile, you know, yo. Oh man, there would be some sad ass people working in the airport. I love you guys, but yo, smile. Do you ever travel with a little kid or something? You got some
3: oh, Mama here oh, at the yeah, bottle. Yeah. What do always you, got a kid. What, what do you mm. take to the airport? <laughs> and do you ever fix yourself a drink yeah. from these uh, MacGyver uh, things? Oh uh, yeah.
2: You got to always, so you go to your local bar before you jump on to get yourself some vodka, ask for it to go cup of just Bloody Mary mix, buy yourself a little small ones because mm-hmm. you're allowed on the plane with... I, several, several. You don't. Need, it yeah, it yeah. just doesn't matter. It's just got to be under uh, fifty mil, I think, or some, yeah, shit yeah. Like that. or some shit like that. Dog, which is two
0: ounces. That's the base of any cocktail, right there. Right. This is... <laughs> yeah. right. But I, if I pull up to a bar, man, it's
2: gonna be a beer. I'm gonna try Bloody Mary. But I again, I haven't been to many programs outside of mine. I didn't programs. realize you loved Zing Zang so much. Yo, <laughs> yeah, that shit, yeah, right. It's zing, it's zing, 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 zing Zing Zing
0: Zang Zing. Oh man, but yeah. Kelvin, what are you ordering at the uh, airport?
3: Man, I gotta tell you, bro, I like a gin and tonic. That works. I like a gin and tonic. That's man. safe. Yeah, it's like. As long it's as it's safe. not
0: coming out the gun. Oh, it's
3: coming out the gun. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out the gun. Oh, it's coming out the gun. <laughs> it's coming out the gun. <laughs> I mean, I'm always like, you know, let me get a lemon and a lime. Sure. You just in know? case that scurvy's in there that,
2: <laughs> yeah, that fucking sh- that, that that uh bellows yeah. bellows that's the brand shout out bellows yo shout out bellows yo, yo. shout out bellows
3: supplying the community with yo. affordable spirits yo.
0: yo shout out bellows 725 $7. cost price what's that a liter yo bro <laughs> yeah.
3: I hit it with a gin and tonic and mm-hmm. if it's flat you gotta throw alka seltzer in it dog
0: nice nice and you're already traveling with that for the yeah yeah. that's yeah, a pro yeah, move yeah, yeah.
3: that's a pro move throw alca seltzer in there it's good for you and it fizzes it up
0: mm-hmm. pro move you know what you might think is not a pro move go for it it's my airport order go i'm a martini guy sure. guess what? i'm a martini guy sure in general
2: and you trust them in the
0: airport i'll tell you this, this has been my general experience about airport martinis shitty glassware
2: Oh, absolutely. It's got to be this big. The V cup's got to be this large. If it ain't... Straight out the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. Hot as hell.
0: <laughs> no. The twist garnish. You see the bartet, They don't even try and hard it. They take a lemon wedge and they just peel away. Oh, God. <laughs> the inside of the lemon. There's your twist. Uh, you got lousy vermouth. that has been sat out for months. Yeah, it's like sherry. And invariably <laughs> shaken when you've asked for it stirred. But I tell you what. Always perfect. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> Always perfect. It's, once it's so good. Once you're <laughs> in that box. airport martini, there's something about getting through security. That's the one. And you're through. You're about to take off. Generally, you're generally you're either doing some fun business stuff or you're flying for pleasure. And and also, I might have said this on this before, but if anything should go wrong, you know, touch wood. Yeah, for real. I want to go down two martinis deep. You know what I mean? I don't want to go down (laughs) sober. Yeah, you did. Uh, This is going down. I'm I'm already down. You're ready. That's real. And You know, sometimes it's good. And I feel feel like with a martini as well, like, look, you're still going to get a bad one, but you can coach the bartender a little, right? You can be like, yeah, anyway.
3: How do you coach a bartender? When you're in there and you see it going south, I was just about to ask that. You see that plane going down. Yeah. What do you do?
0: So uh, if if I see my martini being shaken, I, I'm so sorry, man. I forgot to mention, I, I really like my martini stirred, not shaken. Do you, mind, do you mind fixing me another one? I'm sorry. I'll pay for that one if it's fine. They're like, oh, the we, got you. we got you. But even though you did ask for it stirred, you just be like, look, this was on me. I forgot to mention it. Uh, I, I, I ain't turning around and being like, hey, I'm getting health and safety involved. I've just seen your grubby fingers <laughs> on my lemon. <laughs> And then they Help take the
2: then they take the the, the spoon. And they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
0: <laughs> oh, like, hey, I think you forgot to put ice in there. When you can hear the ice and you can see that. Anyway, we we, we get beyond the point. This isn't a martini class, but, sure. well, You know, like
2: you know. Now we know, though. Now we know. But
0: it, it, it's interesting to hear you say that that is one of those ones because I think it's also like the espresso martini too, where it's like trends that happened on the outside. Everyone's like, oh, it's the summer of the martini. It's the year of the martini. You're like. I was seven years at an airport and that was the top one, one of the top three Absolutely. ordered drinks. You know Absolutely. what I mean?
2: That's how people really drink. Uh, I was, so it, again, martinis are definitely the one. You, you you come through, again, that box of what, no time, uh, no concept of time. And also people take their, their um, sleeping pills. Uh, what are they called? Xanax. Uh, Xanax. What's Damn, the other one? Dog. I've seen Xanax go wrong. I've, it, I've seen people take one, get their flight
0: delayed. I, people are passed out. of the. People do. People have their recipe. They're like, I have my martini now. Then, that's, then they calculate, but they don't calculate. That's the concoction. The Yo, don't
2: have, man, be careful with that because if your flight's delayed, it's over for you. Yo, but speaking of which, I, I feel
3: like at the airport, there's security and there's like this certain level of protection. Have you do you deal a belligerent airport? To, How, I'm probably yeah. from the Bronx. I know they're from
2: the Bronx. I will never, or from the Jerry Springer show, <laughs> I will never forget the rowdiest, kind of group I ever had had just come off the Jerry Springer show God rest his soul Um, RIP yo doc, and I was like loud yo they were from some southern state just loud it almost felt like they just left it that little hole that they came from for the first time in life and they're probably like twenty some years old rowdy security is supposed to kind of check you TSA if you're drunk or high or not don't want TSA in the eyes just keep walking They won't bother you. These guys were, you know they only get paid a box of cigarettes to come up from wherever they come from? It was like, yo, what you got to to be on the Jerry's? A box of cigarettes and a, and we're
0: like, what? Wait, so we were talking about people in the crowd? Correct, so belligerent, belligerent, yeah. And they come up.
2: Yeah, they'll come right off the show, drunk
0: drunk. They load them up without going. They just gotta. They, I
2: ain't trying to knock your, your hustles, Jerry Springer, but yo,
0: crazy. But so did you not turn around and be like, oh, the, the, you're in the wrong bar serve, here, folks. I'll serve one. So
2: my mo is always, I'll serve one, and then I will watch you. Yeah. And that was it. Yo, but it, yo, it was That was probably one of the most loud. Like the, the, the experience was a lot longer than what I'm telling you right now. But this shit was crazy.
0: All right, Steven, So we've spoken about regulars, high rollers, low rollers, <laughs> low rollers, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Springer crowd, bro. The one thing I like about the airport though is it's the great equalizer <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you got any celebrity stories? oh man, Because um, they have to they have to go through security just like the rest of us and and maybe they're flying private, but not always
2: three l w Adrian balon walks in I lose my shit, lose my shit everybody's like, i I don't have a I had a cultured um crew. But the server at the time had no idea who she was. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Lost it. 20 minutes later, I'm rocking the bar, rocking the bar. I remember this night. She walks by. She goes, hi, Steven. I look down. She is like five foot, so she is this tall. And I'm like, blushing. I lost it. Because I had mentioned, as was like, hey, listen, this is, you know, this is such and such. Had the craziest crush on her. Comes over, takes my hand. I lost it. Melted. Melted. Everybody, all my guests are in front of me just like, just wide-eyed mm. she just went up to and I'm like yep yep she walks out her husband is behind her he's a a preacher a pastor like, oh, he shook womp, my womp. hand yep got Wait. the old bag the the old old dog. Dog. <laughs> but it was like 5 minutes after so I already had my experience I was like girls yeah. you know
0: <laughs> shit did you, ever, um, did, you, did you ever get any a-listers walk through the door though
2: what do we call who was nameless man I would have Marlon Wayans I would have what's the guy with that moves his breasts uh AGT uh AG, Terry Crews uh Hanson. Hanson? <laughs> List. Matthew
0: McConaughey. Oh, Okay, that's good. That's good. That's an master right McConaughey. there. McConaughey. I walk.
2: I walk in. He's in, he's literally in front of my service.
0: Ah, oh, and
2: it's crowded. Everybody's sitting around him. What's like, McConaughey ordering? Yo, What's he drinking? He had a fucking because he was working wild, with wild, wild turkey. turkey yeah, he yeah, was yeah, working with wild, was. wild turkey. So this, he had a fucking wild turkey on ice. Um, and then he switched over to like a Tito's martini. Oh, that's Austin as well, man. Yeah. So he he switched over, but yo, cool, yo, that we we casually spoke. Like, it was, because I was rocking also, but it wasn't like, yo, this dude was like, you know, all right, all right, all right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yo, crushed it. I had a whole 45-minute conversation with Elliot Gold, Gold, how do you pronounce it? Um,
0: Ellie Golding?
2: No, no, Elliot's Gold. um, (laughs) Ellie Golding? (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) Barbara Streisand's ex-husband. <laughs> Why? Yo, all are these celebrities? <laughs> yo, yo you're I, th- I,
0: I think all this proves is that most of the celebrities <laughs> are actually flying private. Yo, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo, you got money. You got money. You're absolutely right.
2: <laughs> Steven,
0: Steven came on. He said, "I got mad celebrity stories." And me and Calvin are like, "We can't well, wait for you, you to start start pulling them out, man." It's <laughs> like so, Jimmy
3: Goldman. Yeah, he, to, he played the tambourine for that Power Rangers yeah. soundtrack.
2: fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> yo! Nah, nah but that's it was cool. That's cool. I once confused the whole celebrity with another, and he entertained it. Who uh, was that? Greg Grunberg. I don't even know him. Yeah. I'm not going to the one That's that's, that's, the one. That's, it's one. It's that's the one I had to look back. <laughs> edit this out. Just edit this
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most Most bars behind the bar at the top, they have photos of people that are oh, barred. Shit. Over here at JFK, they have D-lister celebrities <laughs> whose names you need Am- to remember. Am- Am- that's Am- how he knows the come.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> Darren <I do> <laughs> Bronson.
0: What the fuck is that? Zach Stevens. Like, who are these guys?
2: To him, there's somebody. <laughs> Listen, it was it was interesting. It was no. uh, it was a uh, it was a fun time whenever yeah. these assholes
0: uh, used to walk in. That's nice. These guys are cool, um, folks. Kelvin, any any, and we're 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 gonna, we're gonna naturally we're gonna bring it. We're taxiing now, or is taxiing now? Oh, we're wow, we're doing plan. the opposite of that. You know, you know, we're bringing it in. You're know, to Got the landing gear down now. We're coming over. We're flying over. Holy shit! You know, yeah, Look at that. We're, we're coming back in, f- floating in for a nice landing here, Kelvin. As we do so, seatbelts are on. We had the little thing. Any final thoughts from yourself when it comes to this airport drinking bartending? Anything you've heard today?
3: I mean, oh shit! First yeah. and foremost, here we go. I love you, Stephen. Oh, I think you're like you're such a gem. You're so genuine about what you do. You know, all jokes aside, like I really admire your perspective on things. Thank and I, I think the thing I took away was it can be a thankless job. It's not glamorous like working at Death and Co. It's not glamorous like working at all these amazing illustrious bars. So, you know, I think if you're traveling, be kind to your bartender. Even if they're not smiling, you don't know what kind of day they're having. It's a, It can be a thankless job in ways that we don't understand. So be kind, um, be gentle, and tip big, you bozo. your bozo. Mm-hmm. That's the button
2: right there. You got to get a button. <laughs> you
0: got to get a bozo button. We got the buttons here. We're going yeah, to get that for a future a episode. Bozo um, I want to say for my part too, though, yeah, you know, like the one thing I'm taking away from this for the most part is just that like... Yeah, what a thankless task! Like I said before, no one paying attention. Whether it's every, you know, every aspect of the industry, the award ceremonies. People should recognize that more, especially when there's people out there doing the hard work, juicing limes.
1: But hey, <laughs>
0: if you see your bartender at an airport getting a really hard time. Yo. Don't worry too much. That guy's walking away with 1,400 tips that day. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> if he does well, if he hits his seven, he's yeah. yeah. doing it, fine. It, it doesn't matter so if he turns that bartender over you it. Yep. <laughs> Trust me. Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Sam, Kelvin, thank any you. Any final man. words from yourself just here on this topic? Um, we'll uh, have you back on Cocktail College for, sure. for, for, for a cocktail, you know. But uh, any final thoughts on this topic from you? Hey, man. Tip your bartender. Tip your bartender. Tip your bartender.
3: Yeah. Yo, and catch Steven at Barbelly, yo. Barbelly. Yes. Get the address, get the drop,
2: up. bro. Hey, man, 14B Orchard, right out, right between Canal and, L- and the LES, man. We're out there. You know the vibes. They ain't scared. Come on. Oh, hell no. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> nice. All right, guys, cheers. For sure. Okay, I know what you're thinking, folks. That was a lot of info. But here's the good news. Every single episode of Vine Pairs Cocktail College is published on vinepair.com as a transcript, so you can check it out there all over again. If you enjoy listening to the show anywhere near as much as we enjoy making it, go ahead and hit subscribe. And please leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. And please tell your friends. Now for the credits. Cocktail College is recorded in New York City and produced by myself and Darby Seaside who also composed our awesome theme music. Just give that a listen, folks. I also want to give a huge shout out to everyone on the Vinepair team, especially co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon, editor-in-chief Joanna Chirino, and art director Daniel Grinberg, who designed our killer logo. Finally, thank you, listener, for making it this far and for giving this whole thing a purpose. Until next time.